But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. nguvu ili kwa kazi yangu ule ujumbe utangazwe katika utimilifu hata wasikie mataifa yote nami nikaokolewa katika kinywa cha simba Bwana ataniokoa na kila neno baya na kunihifadhi hata nifike ufalme wake wa mbinguni utukufu una yeye milele na milele amina and then the third scripture from acts chapter Four, after Peter and John have been released. And when the apostles heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly, in this city, they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. And grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Nao waliposikia wakampazia Mungu sauti zao kwa moyo mmoja wakisema Mola wewe ndiwe Mungu ndiwe uliyefanya mbingu na nchi na habari na vitu vyote vilivyomo nawe ulinena uli kwa Roho Mtakatifu kwa kinywa cha baba yetu Daudi mtumishi wako mbona mataifa wamefanya ghasia na makabila wametafakari ubatili wafalme wa dunia wamejipanga na wakuu wamefanya shauri pamoja juu ya Bwana na juu ya Kristo wake maana ni kweli Herode na Pontio Pilato pamoja na mataifa na watu wa Israeli walikusanyika katika mji huu juu ya mtumishi wako mtakatifu Yesu aliyemtia mafuta ili awafanye ili afanye ili wafanye yote ambayo mkono wako na mashauri yako yamekusudia tangu zamani yatokee basi sasa bwana yaangalie matisho yao ukawajilie watumwa wako kunena neno lako kwa ujasiri wote ukinyosha mkono wako kuponya ishara na maajabu ifanyike kwa jina la mtumishi wako mtakatifu Yesu hata walipokwisha kumuomba Mungu mahali pale 
walipokusanyika pakatikiswa wote wakajaa na roho mtakatifu wakanena neno la Mungu kwa ujasiri amen and now our text for today Psalm 121 will read two verses in English and then in Kiswahili. Nitakwenda kusoma kitabu cha Zaburi sura ya sura ya 121 ambayo ndio msingi kabisa wa neno la leo. Nitakwenda kusoma tu verse 2 kwa Kiingereza na 2 kwa Kiswahili. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Nitayainua macho yangu nitazame milima msaada wangu utatoka wapi msaada wangu utatoka katika Bwana aliyezuma mimi na nchi ama He will not let your foot be moved He who keeps you will not slumber Behold he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep Asiwache mguu wako usogezwe asisinzie akulindai naam hata sinzia wala hata hata lala usingizi yeye aliye mlinzi wa Israeli ama The Lord is your keeper The Lord is your shade on your right hand The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night Bwana ndiye mlinzi wako Bwana ni uvuli mkono wako wa kuume Jua halitakupiga mchana wala mwezi wakati wa usiku ama The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Bwana atakulinda na mabaya yote. Atakulinda nafsi yako. Bwana atakulinda utokapo na uingiapo tangu sasa hata milele. Amen. Tuombe. Let's pray. Father God, Open up this your word to us. Help us to understand it. Plant it deep within us. And oh, Father, may we hold firmly to these your great promises that are ours only through Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Recall a time in your life when you or your loved ones were in danger. Kumbuka Unajaribu kumbuka muda kwenye maisha yako ambao uliwahi kuwa kwenye shida au ndugu yako alikuwa kwenye shida. When you were worried, what will happen to us? Wakati ulikuwa na wasiwasi ya kwamba nini kitakwenda kutokea. 40 years ago in August of 1982, Beth and I were living in Nairobi, Kenya. Miaka iliyopita ndani ya mwaka 1982, wakati nilikuwa nikiishi Nairobi, we woke up early Sunday morning to the sound of gunshots. Tuliamka siku hiyo asubuhi siku ya Mungu tukasikia milio ya masasi. We turned on the voice of Kenya radio. Wao tukajaribu kufungua radio and we heard a man saying this. Na tukasikia mtu akisema hivi. The government has been overthrown by a very powerful military force. Ya akasema kwamba serikali imepinduliwa na kikundi cha watu wenye silaha. The gunfire became louder and louder. Na tukasikia milipuko ya masasi inaendelea kuwa kubwa na kubwa zaidi. And about 30 minutes later, the voice of Kenya went silent. Na baada ya dakika kama 30, dakika 3, Kenya yote ikakuwa iko kimya. About 3 hours later, an army general came on the radio. Na baada ya masaa kama matatu hivi, tukasikia mmoja wa wale askari akakuja kwenye radio. 
He said the coup attempt had been thwarted. But he did not even mention the name of the president, President Moi. We didn't know that the president was dead. If this army general was now imposing a counter coup. Finally, about 10 p.m., the president came on the radio and television. He intended to encourage the country, but he looked very, very worried. He said all rebels must turn in their arms the next day. But this was not encouraging to us. For it meant that there were many desperate men with, gar with arms running around the city. Would they break into our flat? Would there be looting around us or worse? We spent a very worried night. Parts of it hiding in our bathroom. Parts of it entering into our bathroom thinking that was the safest place. Well, that's the situation that the psalmist finds himself in in verse 1. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? He's looking up at the hills in fear. What marauding band might come over that hill? What militia might come and destroy us? He feels vulnerable. He feels weak, alone, abandoned. Perhaps he's already been attacked once. And now he's wondering, will those attackers return and do even worse? He needs a protector. And where is that protector going to come from? Well, in verse 2, the psalmist says, I have a protector. The Lord. Yahweh is my protector. He's the one who made covenant promises to all of his people. Furthermore, he is the God who made the heavens and the earth. And even those mountains that I'm looking to, he created them. Any enemy I have, is created by him. He alone is the source of power. He alone is the source of life. So that's what the psalmist says about himself. 
Hii ndio ambayo kitabu cha Zaburi ilikwenda kuzungumzia kuhusu yeye. When he fears, he trusts in God. Wakati alikuwa akiwa na uoga, alikuwa anaweka imani kwa Mungu. And then in verse 3, he begins to change and speak about you. Na sasa mstari wa tatu ameanza kubadilisha na kuongea kwa sababu yako. He was speaking about himself, now in verse 3 he speaks to you. Alianza na kusema kuhusu yeye mwenyewe lakini kwenye mstari wa tatu anazungumzia kuhusu wewe. He will not let your foot be moved. Na kwamba hawezi kuacha mguu wako usogezwe. He says thus, I have an ally, a protector, and so do you. Ya kwamba ninaye msaada au msaidizi na wewe pia unaye. This ally will not even let your foot slip. Na huyu msaada hataacha hata mguu wako usogezwe. So you will never stumble. Ili kwamba usianguke. And thus by his help you can fulfill what the apostle Paul says at the end of 1 Corinthians 15. Na kupitia msaada wake unaweza ukatimiza ile ile ambayo inaandikwa katika kitabu cha Wakorinto sura ya 15. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Ya kwamba ndio sababu tunatakiwa tukae katika maneno ya Mungu au kazi ya Mungu kila wakati kwa sababu katika Mungu tunajua kwamba kazi yetu sio ya bure. So by his strength we can complete his work standing firm never moving. Na kupitia yeye tunaweza tukakamilisha kazi zetu Then in the second half of verse 3 he introduces the psalmist introduces the word keep keeper. Na katika msali wa tatu alienda kutuonesha kitu kingine ambacho kinasema kama mchungaji. And he uses this word five more times in the psalm. Na alizungumzia hili neno mara tano. It means to guard to preserve to protect. Inamaanisha kwamba Mungu ni God our helper does all of this. Mungu wetu anafanya haya yote. So he says he who keeps you will not slumber. Anasema kwamba yeye anayekutegemea wewe hawezi kama kuanguka. He is a powerful ally. Yeye ni mwenye nguvu. But a powerful ally, ally who sometimes goes to sleep is no help to you is he? Uh, wakati mwingine tunas Mungu ambaye ni ala ambaye anaweza kwenda kulala sio Mungu. About 18 months after that coup attack we were still living in Nairobi. Baada ya miezi 18 wakati huo tulikuwa tuko Nairobi. We then had a little girl named Erin born in Nairobi. Tulikuwa pale tuko na mtoto binti mdogo ambaye alizaliwa huko Nairobi. She was maybe 5 months old. Alikuwa uh, miezi mitano. In those days I did a lot of running. Na wakati huo nilikuwa ninafanya nilikuwa nakimbia. I had run about 20 miles that day. Nisikio nilikimbia kama mita kilomita 20. And I came back I was tired. Na nilikuja nimechoka. And I went to sit with my little girl on the bed. Na nikaenda kukaa na huyo binti yangu mdogo kwenye kitanda. And Beth said, "Cody, remember she rolls over now." Na akasema kwamba kumbuka she rolls over. Akasema huyo binti akaamka. So be careful she doesn't fall. Akasema kwamba kwa makini asianguke. 
I said, yes, yes, I know. And what happened? Her protector went to sleep. I went to sleep and then I hear crash! <laughs> and my little girl is falling off the bed. And Beth comes into the room. What did she do? She ran and got the girl, the baby. She said nothing to me. She just looked at me with arrows coming out of her eyes. So a protector who goes to sleep is no good at all. I had the power to keep my daughter on the bed. But because I went to sleep, she fell on the floor and got a black eye. God never goes to sleep. His power is always available to help you. He never turns away from watching his people. As verse 5 then says, he, he is your keeper, your protector, your ally. And he is the shade upon your right hand. The shade protects you from the sun. If you walk in a desert place, you long for shade. And in the desert, it can be very difficult to find shade. But God, your shade, is at your right hand. Right next to you, shading you always. So you're not burned by the sun. And then he says, the moon will not strike you by night. Well, in many cultures, the moon is thought to make you go crazy. So in English, one of the words we have for a crazy person is lunatic. And that means someone affected by the moon. Now that may be what the psalmist has in mind. But it could just be that he's saying at all times, in the day and at the night. He never stops being your protector. Then verses 7 and 8 make clear that this protection is total. The Lord will protect you from 
all evil, he will protect your life, your soul. That is, he will protect what makes you, you. What you are created to be, he will make sure to fulfill. Nothing will stop him from fulfilling that. See, God made you for a purpose. Mungu alikuumba kwa lengo au kwa sababu fulani and he promises you will fulfill that purpose. Na aliahidi kwamba utakwenda kukamilisha ile kusudi. He will keep you from anything that would prevent you from fulfilling that purpose. Kwa hiyo atakulinda na kila kitu chochote ambacho kinaweza kuwa pingamizi ili usitimize kusudi lako. And then verse 8 the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Whether you go, whether you stay, wherever your journey through life might take you, God is with you. Today, Leo, next year, next decade, and even forevermore. For these are wonderful promises. Promises to God's people, Israel, but individualized to you. So our question this morning is, can you trust these promises? The problem is that we all know believers in Jesus who suffer. It seems that is that God did not protect them. We've seen believers who are ravaged by disease. Some among us have seen Christians robbed and murdered and raped. As you all know so well, the eastern part of Congo has been ravaged by militias these many, many years. And many of you and your loved ones have suffered because of that. So when you've seen such horrors, or when you yourself are a victim of horrors, how can you trust the promise the Lord will keep you from all evil? Well, one wrong response is to blame the victim. It is wrong when we see someone who is suffering and think 
ni vibaya wakati ukiona mtu anapitia magumu alafu wewe unafikiri that person just didn't trust God enough. Unafikiri kwamba huyu mtu kweli inaonekana kama hakumwamini Mungu. If he if she had only had enough faith this wouldn't have happened to him or her. Kama kweli angekuwa na imani asingelipitia habari anapitia. If she he or she had really trusted Jesus, ya kwamba angemwamini Yesu Kristo, God would have protected. Mungu angemlinda. That's not right. Hiyo sio vizuri. Of course there are people who claim to be Christians ndio kuna watu ambao wanajiita wakristo who do not actually believe in Jesus ambao lakini kweli hawamwamini Yesu and these promises are void for them na ahadi za Mungu kwa watu kama hawa hazipo kweli but we see people in the scriptures who have great faith who suffer lakini pia tukisoma ndiko tunaona watu wengi ambao walikuwa na imani kabisa lakini pia waliteswa kupitia matatizo na hata kwenye maisha yetu ya kawaida pia tunakutana watu kama hao so never presume that suffering is because of a lack of faith kwa hiyo tusipotafikiri kwamba mateso mateso yote tunayopitia kwenye maisha ni kwa sababu tu tumemwasi Mungu The key for understanding the promise is what I pointed out. Uh, he will keep your soul, your life. He will keep and make sure that you fulfill what he plans you to be. Ataweka maisha yako na kuhakikisha kwamba unatimiza yale makusudi ambayo alikuumbia. So let's look at two examples from the New Testament. Tuangalie mifano mbili katika kitabu cha Agano Jipya. They will help us understand these great promises. Ambayo itatusaidia kuelewa vizuri haya ambayo tunataka kusema. First example, mfano wa kwanza, the Apostle Paul. Jaribu kumtazama Mtume Paulo. Remember, kumbuka after the road to Damascus when the apostle sees Jesus for the first time and believes in him wakati wanafunzi wa Yesu walimuona kwa mara ya kwanza na wakamwamini he goes into Damascus and sometime later begins to proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah walienda na kuanza kusema kwamba Yesu Kristo ni Masia well the Jewish leaders are very unhappy with him about that na wa wayahudi hawakuwa na furaha juu ya hiyo wale viongozi and they plan to capture and kill him. They set up guards all around the gates of the city. So that they can capture him and kill him when he ever tries to leave the city. But God protected him. And his friends led him down in a basket through a window in the wall. Na wakamshusha waka kwenye dirisha rafiki zake. So God did work to save him to preserve him in Damascus. Mungu alifanya kazi ya kumlinda na kumweka. But then later remember Paul and Barnabas go on their first missionary journey. Na tukiangalia pia baadaye Mtume Paulo na Barnaba walienda pia kwenye kazi ya Mungu. They travel in what is now the country of Turkey. Walienda katika nchi ambayo kwa leo inaitwa Turkey, Turkey. As recorded in Acts chapter 14, na katika kitabu cha Matendo ya Mitume sura ya 14, he preaches the gospel and is driven out of Antioch and Iconium. 
He comes to the city of Lystra, and there he heals a crippled man. The people are astonished. They think the gods have come down. They even are about to offer sacrifices to Paul and Barnabas. But then some of the leaders from Antioch and Iconium arrive in Lystra. And they persuade the residents that Paul and Barnabas are dangerous. And so they all throw stones at the apostles. And he falls down to the ground. Unconscious. They think he's dead. They drag his body out of the city. But he wasn't dead. He must have had blood flowing all over him. Lumps, scars. That seems like an evil attack, doesn't it? God did not prevent. He did not prevent the stoning of the Apostle Paul. It looks as if God fell asleep, like I fell asleep next to my daughter. It looks like God was paying attention to China or some place, and he neglected to look in Turkey. So what is God's promise worth if the Apostle Paul himself was stoned? What is God's promise worth if I might suffer like that? Well, the Apostle himself answers the question. He and Barnabas walked from Lystra to the city of Derbe, they preached the gospel there and then they returned to the very city where Paul has been stoned. Still bruised, still hurting, maybe some of the wounds are still open. And in verse 22 of Acts 14 we read this. They were strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Do you hear what the Apostle is saying? We believers will enter the kingdom of God. That is the promise. 
There will be hardships, trials, sorrows, pain, and suffering. There will be tribulation as we follow the road to the kingdom. But nothing that happens to us will keep us from that kingdom. Nothing that happens to us can separate us from Jesus. And if nothing can separate us from Jesus, if nothing can separate us from God the Father, if we cannot be moved from his side, then we are fully, fully, fully protected. Paul makes this quite clear at the end of his life. When he writes 2 Timothy, he has been condemned to execution. He knows he will die. And he writes 2 Timothy 4.18. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed. And then he explains what that means and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. And then he says what that brings about. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. How can he say the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed when he knows he's going to be executed? Only if his execution is not an evil deed. How is the execution of the Apostle Paul not an evil deed? The answer, the Apostle Paul's work is complete. He has finished his race. He has kept the faith. It is time for him to see Jesus face to face. Yes, those condemning him, those executing him are committing evil deeds. But as Paul writes in the book of Philippians, for him to live is Christ and to die is gain. So we learn from the Apostle Paul what that promise in Psalm 121 means. The Lord will keep you from all evil. It's not saying you will never feel pain. It's not saying have enough faith that you will never suffer. The promise is 
nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Ni kwamba hakuna kitu ambacho kinaweza kupitia mateso kati na muamini Yesu. He will bring you to his kingdom. Atakuleta mpaka kwenye ufalme wake. Well that's the first New Testament example the apostle Paul. Hiyo ni mfano wa kwanza katika kitabu cha Agano Jipya. God did protect him from all evil. He did bring him to his heavenly kingdom. Mungu alimlinda na mabaya yote na alimfikisha katika ufalme wake. God did not protect him from all suffering. Lakini Bwana akulinda na mateso mengine yote ya duniani. Well, our second New Testament example is our Lord and Savior himself. Na tutaangalia pia mfano wa pili wa Yesu Kristo mwenyewe. We know of course that Jesus is righteous. Tunajua sisi sote kwamba Yesu alikuwa mtakatifu. He has no sin at all. If the promises of Psalm 121 apply to anyone, they must apply to Jesus. And we know our Lord suffered. He was whipped. He was spit upon. He was nailed to the cross. He was mocked. He was bled. He bled. He died. The Jewish leaders, Pilate, Herod, the soldiers, all did that. They were responsible for their actions. They sinned. But what did we read from Acts chapter 4? They gathered apostles pray in verses 27 and 28. Truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel to do what? to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Maana ni kweli Herode na Pantio Pilato pamoja na mataifa na watu wa Israeli walikusanyika katika mji huu juu ya mtumishi wako mtakatifu Yesu uliyemtuma mafuta ili awafanye awafanye yote ambayo mkono wako na mashauri yako wamekusudia tangu zamani yatokee amen. You see the suffering of Jesus was planned by God the Father. The suffering of Jesus was implemented by God the Father through the evil acts of evil men. Those evil men were sinning and they were responsible for their evil acts. But simultaneously they were fulfilling God's plan. His good and perfect plan. So, the crucifixion was an evil act by Pilate by the Jewish leaders. Kwa hiyo mateso ya Yesu Kristo yalikuwa mabaya kwa hao Wayahudi na viongozi wa dini. 
And the crucifixion was incredibly painful to our Lord and Savior. But it was not an evil act on Jesus. It was the path to glory. It was the path to fulfill his role in God's plan. Indeed, it was the path for you and for me to become God's child. It was the path by which you and I can rejoice with Jesus forever and ever. This is the promise of Psalm 121. As seen in Paul's life, in our Savior's life. So, when you are worried, when you are threatened, when you are suffering, no, you have a protector. He is all-powerful. He is always present. He is your shade right at your right hand. And he is in control of everything. For whatever you see, he may. He will keep you on his path. He will never sleep. He will never take his eyes off of you. And he will bring you and all of his people safely to his kingdom. And he will see to it that you and every one of his people from every nation will fulfill his plan. And so, no suffering will come upon you unless it is part of that plan. As was Paul being stoned in Lystra. As was Jesus' crucifixion. Your strong ally will ensure that you become what God intends you to be. Wherever you go, whatever you do, he will always be with you, guarding you, keeping you, protecting you, sustaining you, walking with you when you do suffer. So that with Paul you can be sorrowful but always rejoicing. And then one day Jesus will return. And together with all of his people we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. 
And we all, from every tribe and tongue and people and nation, we will sing the words of Revelation 5.12. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. This is the precious promise of Psalm 121. And that promise holds for everyone who turns from their sin. Who acknowledges that they are by nature and by action rebels against God. Who acknowledges, therefore, that they deserve God's punishment and wrath. And they recognize that Jesus on the cross bore the penalty for that rebellion. And so they trust in Jesus as their Savior, as their Lord. And they see him as their great treasure. Is that you? Have you turned like that? If you have, you're welcome to this table. As we remember through these elements the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. If you have not yet done so, you can do that even now. And you will know not that you will always have great health. You will know not that you will never suffer, but you will know your ally, your protector, will always be at your right hand. And he will fulfill his purposes for you. And bring you safely to his heavenly kingdom. So trust in the Lord Jesus. He is the Savior. Let's pray together.